Welcome back. This is Top Time Radio with Tommy Shenanigans. I'm your co-host, Mr. Wacky Wade Bollamy. And I'm here with your other co-host, Mr. Tyrone Jackson. What's cracking, Tyrone? And last, but definitely not least, your host, Mr. Tommy Shenanigans. Hey, thanks for the intro, Wayne. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for sharing with a friend. We appreciate it. We love you. We couldn't do this without you. So today we have a, it's an extra special episode. We have a guy by the name of Steve Owens calling in. He is the host of a great podcast called Fascination Street, and uh, I, I gave it a listen. He has great guests on there, great conversation, super cool guy, and uh, he was just kind of calling in to shoot the shit. So go ahead and patch him in, Wayne. You got it. Hey, what's going on, Steve? You there? Hi. Hey, Tommy. Thanks for having me on. Uh, big fan. Oh, hell yeah, man. Big fan of you as well. So uh, so tell us a little bit about your show. Uh, How did you get started? Uh, well, actually, first, where, where are you located at? I am in Bernie, Texas, which is about 30 miles west of San Antonio. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you're not far from us. We're in, we're in Austin. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but, uh, but yeah. So what, oh, the uh, ATX. Oh, right. yeah, yes, sir. Hell yeah. So what, uh, how long have you been doing your show for? I've been doing my show for a little over a year and a half. Word. And uh, and how did it start? Like, where, you so know. I, yeah, go I've ahead. I've been a fan of podcasting uh, as a listener um, for, shit, since like 2005, I think. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, so I've listened to literally tens of thousands of hours of podcasting. I started off listening to um, audio fiction, which is basically like uh, Audible, but before Audible. So it was authors sort of uh, releasing their their fiction writing, you know, in episodic format um, as an audio file. And so that's how I started. And then eventually I found my way into other kinds of podcasts. And, you know, I was, like I said, a huge fan. And then um, my buddy decided, my buddy and I started talking about uh, creating a podcast together and then uh, before we decided to actually do it I moved away to Louisville Kentucky and uh, I was only there for about a year and a half but while I was gone um, he went ahead and decided to start it anyway like you know I mean we talked about it it was cool but he started it and um, I would call in sometimes and be on his show but then when I came back uh, to San Antonio or Bernie I was on his show, like, on a regular basis. Like, it sort of turned into our show. And then um, I sort of, I guess, struck up a friendship uh, with a, a guy out in California, and I was going to go visit him. And so I decided that that trip to California, um, I could use that sort of as a jumping-off point and just record a bunch of interviews and then start my own show. So when I went out to California... Um, I interviewed, I think, like eight people or something like that. And some of them were really long, so I broke them into two-parters. But it ended up being about my first 12 shows uh, from that, that first trip to California. Nice. And you just did that on, like, your you, you took your laptop with you or you had, like, a digital recorder? Or how did you do that? Actually, the way I did that, um, I bought a couple of um, Rode Lavalier microphones. And this little adapter that plugs into my phone. And so I just recorded them, you know, on my phone with two lavalier mics for some of them. For a couple of them, I was able to record them um, (laughs) in uh, 
the Corolla Digital Studios. Oh, so yeah, that's probably cool. probably sounded a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you manage to work that out? That's a, that's a serious fucking feat right there. I'm sure there's a lot of guys that would pay good money for that. Well, I really felt like I should be paying. So when I got there, I uh, not only did I present every guest with a 1.75 liter of um, silver tequila, but I also gave one to Adam, you know, sort of, as, as the VIG for letting me use this studio. Um, I, uh, I, I sort of struck up a friendship with um, a couple of the guys who worked for him, and they kind of sort of hooked me up. Oh, Not that's sort cool. of. They really hooked me up. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I'd say. That's, that's how it was. Yeah, the, uh, so you met Adam in, in person. You, you handed him that in, in person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because uh, when I got there and I was waiting for him to get out of the studio so I could record, uh, him and Drew were finishing up, you know, uh, Adam and Drew. And when I when I started talking to Adam and I handed it to him and everything, he uh, he sort of like turned his back on Drew and sort of used his body to hide the, the tequila. And he goes, hey, man, don't let Drew see this. He'll give me shit forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you're a tequila guy. I'm an everything guy. Um, I really, really like bourbon. That's my favorite. Uh, I think I have... 30 bourbons on hand at, at all times at my house. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, particularly, you know, sort of the younger set, like Adam has a lot of people who are young who work for him. And so I feel like bourbon is a little more of a, a distinguished gentleman kind of a drink. But, you know, for the younger set, tequila all day, every day. So that's the, that's the reason I chose tequila. Uh, and I autographed every bottle. I said thank you from Fascination Street to whoever it was, and, and I gave them all tequila. Yeah, that's a cool name. How'd you how'd you think of the name? It just came to you. Um. Well, the the impetus of the podcast is that I think that everybody has a story. Like even people who don't think they have a story, I'll tell you one really cool thing that happened yesterday. It'll be sort of a um an exclusive for for your show. Tommy. Oh, I, yeah, um, we always love that. Yeah, no kidding. So, I, you know, I, I think that everybody has a story, and, you know, people just don't think that their own story is, is very interesting because it's their story. Um, and so I feel like everybody has a story, and I really am fascinated to hear these stories. And so it was really out of that fascination uh, with wanting to hear people's stories. Um, and then I... I Probably I was listening to The Cure at the time. Let's let's be real. <laughs> you were listening to who at the time? The Cure. Oh. You know The Cure. Uh, you know, I'm not actually a huge fan, believe it or not. I'm sorry. I'm not... Uh, don't apologize to me, man. Yeah. But they have a song, a wildly... Probably their most famous song is called Fascination Street. Oh, really? Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, who, did I, who did the artwork for your show? Well... <laughs> Are you familiar with Corolla on paper? Yes, I am. I actually, uh, I'm actually very familiar with him. I and the reason I asked is because I, I, it looked like his work. I love that guy's work. Yeah, he's he's doing he's doing um he's doing some work. Yeah, he's for, doing doing t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Here, there's a plug for that guy. Corolla on paper. Does he have like a Twitter or a? Yeah, it's a it's Corolla on paper on Instagram and on Twitter, and I believe his name is. Uh, he also, I think, goes by uh, Drawn by Joe. Oh, so yeah. He uses both of those handles. 
Yeah, his name is Joe Giacchero. I'm not exactly sure how yeah, to say his Joe name. Yeah, Joe Giacchero or something. I think yeah, it's Joe Giacchero. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced or not, but that's how it's spelled. So, yeah, check that guy out. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, that's, that's badass, man. So do you have an episode that, um, just for the listeners, is there a specific episode that stands out to you as, as one of your favorites or even a couple? You know, it doesn't have to just be one. My absolute favorite episode that I've done so far is with Rant Howard. He was an actor for about 60 years, and he's also the father of Clint and Ron Howard. Oh, um, yeah. I was able to interview him at his breakfast table in the home that he raised those two boys and interview him, and we talked for about two hours, and he was just the nicest, sweetest guy, and then about three months later, he passed away suddenly. Oh, um, and so that was his last long-form interview, and that, I'm just really, really proud of it because it was such a compelling and interesting um, interview, and, you know, like I said, it was his last one. So that stands out to me as my absolute favorite. Plus, it is the most downloaded episode of, of my entire show. Really? Yeah, I need to check that one out. I, I listened to several of them, and I, I liked what I heard, man. You're, you're definitely killing it. I'm, I was impressed. The guest that you get is insane. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, if you want, we can take some calls unless you had anything else you wanted to, you wanted to plug. Oh, no, I don't need to plug anything just yet, but I did want to, I told you, I promised you an exclusive. So let me tell you that story. Oh yeah. 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 So, you know, like I said, I feel like everybody has a story and, and, you know, getting those stories is really what fascinates me. And I interviewed a gentleman the other day who, the reason that I interviewed him is because um, he had made sort of a boatload of money in the advertising business here in America, and then he moved to Italy and started his own uh, olive oil company. And to me, that was just a little bit fascinating. But as I talked to him, you know, and you find out things you didn't know, of course, because, you know, you're getting them to tell these stories, I found out that he is the creator of some of the most successful advertising campaigns that that have happened in my lifetime, and it just blew me away. So, so he did Zestfully Clean. Is him? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> you remember those? You're not fully clean unless you're zestfully clean. And they do the bust out with the towel. Now, what? What's like? Oh, is our? You know some examples? Yeah, um, he he did the very first GoDaddy commercial, which was a Super Bowl ad in which the, uh, the the super attractive woman, you know, she was wearing a bathing suit or something and like her top popped off, but it, you know, it wasn't like the camera didn't show it, but it was sort of, you know, intimated that her pop topped off or top popped off. And um, it was, it was a very, um, let's say risque commercial. And that's how the GoDaddy commercials all kind of started was with that same level of riskiness. And that was supposed to run twice during the Super Bowl, but they, they, they censored it and only ran it once because the previous year was the Janet Jackson um, wardrobe malfunction. And so they were super nervous and they wouldn't let it air the second time. So he's like responsible for the whole entire first GoDaddy campaign. And then also, and this is the one that got me, uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a, 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 an ad campaign for Coca-Cola that was, had this character called Max Headroom. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. And, 
Yeah, and they'd be off, catch the wave, Coke. Well, that's him. Like, he created Max Headroom. That's his whole, like, that was him. Holy shit. And, like, that just blew me away. Yeah, so Max Headroom was, I I mean, I vaguely remember. I'm, I'm about, I'm 34, about to be 35. And Max Headroom, from what I remember, he was like, he had like a TV show or something, right? Like back in the 80s, like he would interview he people or so something? The way I remember it, and this might be incorrect, but the way I remember it is that I think it was in the movie RoboCop. Um, it, you know, because RoboCop is supposed to take place in the distant future or whatever, the near future, whatever. And so um, on the movie RoboCop, there was billboards and commercials with this character named Max Headroom. And... Uh, you know, and he was just advertising different things, and he was like a character. He, he was barely in RoboCop, but I, that's how I remember him being there. And then from that, they did the the Coca Cola stuff, and then yeah, he had his own TV show for a little while. And the char- the, the actor who played him um, was actually uh, most recently that I'm aware of. I think his name is Matthew. It doesn't matter. And he was on uh, that TV show, uh, Orphan Black. Hmm. I've never seen that. Have you heard of it? Um, I don't think so. Orson Black? Uh, orphan, like, a, oh, like orphan. a child with no parent. Oh, I usually call them cunts, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I don't think I have. I don't think I think I, his name was Matthew Fry or something like that. It, it doesn't matter what his name was. Oh, okay. Damn, that's badass. What else did he do? If if you know of anything, uh, the, the Matthew Fry guy or the uh, no no sorry guy? the uh, advertising guy. So a long time ago, like in the I don't know seventies or something, there was a Coca Cola campaign that was like, "I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep big uh, company." Yeah. I think like I that. remember that. Yeah. And so he he did the uh, the twentieth anniversary of that commercial. They went back to the same hill in Italy, and they got all of the same actors from the original commercial twenty years before, plus all of their children. And then they remade that commercial as sort of an homage twenty years later. Wow, that is pretty cool. This guy's fascinating. What's his name again? Yeah, um, his name is it starts with an R or something. I thought. Root. No. Oh, His okay. name is Paul Capelli. Oh, okay. I was way off. Okay. Yeah, you're way off, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, actually, I, I know that you're an uh, you're an Adam Carolla fan, and so if you're an Adam Carolla fan, you must be familiar with Vinnie Tortorich. Yeah. And the way that I found this olive oil guy is that his olive oil company is I don't know if it still is, but at least that when I was listening, well, at least a while back. Um, uh, his olive oil company was one of Vinnie Tortorich's sponsors on his podcast. So that's how I found him. And then, you know, it just kind of, I just started digging and got super fascinated by that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love me some olive oil. There's nothing, there's nothing quite like some good olive oil. Yeah, so if, uh, if there's anything else you wanted to plug, we, we, had, we have somebody on the line. We got Reginald from Cleveland. Um, I think somewhere, because we spoke before, and I, I think somewhere you mentioned, maybe it was on your podcast or something, you mentioned that the breakfast tacos in, in San Antonio are the best in the world. Is, is that true? Um, sort of. If I did say that, my apologies. What I meant to say was that they are the best in the history of the universe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good clarification. 
Yeah, so uh, Reginald from Cleveland, uh, I don't know how often you've listened to the show, but he's um, he gets he's very easily offended. Uh, he's He seems like a decent guy, but he can be a, kind of a pain in the ass. And uh, yeah, he, he just kind of had a bone to pick with you about that, if that's all right. Yeah, no worries. Cool, so uh, go ahead and patch him through. You got it. Hi, Reginald, you there? Yeah, man, I, I heard what you said, man. You said trying to say I'm a pain in the ass, man. I, first of all, I'm a black man, all right? You don't know about my struggles, all right? I'm up here in Cleveland, Ohio, and... Hey, what, is that, what does being black have to do with it? You always bring race into this. Man, what the fuck? Okay, so you were saying that, that you had an issue with what Steve was saying about uh, breakfast tacos. Yeah, man, this guy, first of all, man... Uh, I don't know, he has some, some radio show or something, uh, so he thinks it's a big shot, but, but when you're walking around claiming that the San Antonio, Texas, of all places, has the, the best breakfast tacos in the known universe, man, what the, man, you never, hey, Mr., Mr., Mr. Sean, Sean? No, it's Steve, his name's Steve. Steve. Yeah, that's what I said, man, hey, have you ever been to Cleveland, Ohio, man? As a matter of fact, I have, and I have some issues with uh, your fair city, sir. Well, what the, what you know about, what you know about Cleveland, Ohio, man? Well, uh, first of all, <laughs> it's the dirtiest city I've ever been to, <laughs> except for, except for New Orleans. I mean, come on, be real. Man, New Orleans is in Louisiana, man. I'm in Ohio, uh, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm aware. Um, so... Do you have a problem with my breakfast tacos? Yeah, man. How the hell you know? You ain't even been all over the universe yet, man. I don't even know if you can do that, man. NASA ain't even a thing no more, you know? You say your name is Reginald? Yeah, man. Oh, my, re- um, my name's Reginald Washington, man. <laughs> that figures. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> you, you don't know me. You don't know how many parts of the universe I've been to. No, 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 one thing I can I can assure you, man. I know that I'm older than you. I I I I done been everywhere. I done seen this and that. I'm a black man. Uh, I I I always have. You keep uh, saying that, Reggie. You keep saying you're a black man, but you already said you're from Cleveland, so you don't have to say you're black. Man, see, this racist ass honker, uh, first of all, man, uh, you don't know the struggles of my people, alright? Uh, I'm a very, I'm a very well-respected man, and, uh, I have a lawsuit going right now with, uh... Yeah, he's got a lawsuit going on right now with DoorDash. I don't know if you're familiar, I don't know if you heard this on the show. So he's suing DoorDash because he claims that he thought of the idea first back in the uh like the mid 90s or something while he was watching like wrestling or something man i was watching my favorite show step by step with the great patrick duffy okay uh i was sitting there and i said man i want some flaming hot cheetos uh i wish somebody could bring it to me and i said man i said man if somebody could bring me some cheetos to my door i'd be like yeah, and so you so you thought of something like that. You didn't have a name or anything, though. You didn't apply for a DBA or anything. Like, what? Even you don't even have any proof. Man, you don't worry about what kind of proof I got, all right? You, you shouldn't even be talking about the case. Man, don't tell me what the fuck I'll be. Man, man. Hey, hey, uh, uh, hey, Sean? Sean, you still there? <laughs> His name's Steve, I man. I sure am, Robert. 
that's what I said. Oh, man. My name's Reginald. Uh, no, let, me, let, uh, let me ask you this, man. Let me ask you this. What kind of what kind of breakfast tacos that you does you be eating? Well, before we go into what kind I be eating, um, let me first say, how dare you, sir? You do not know if I am black. So why do you keep saying you call me a honky? You have no idea. My last name is Owen. I can hear it in your voice, man. I can like it all the time. You nothing but a corn fat honky. That's oh, how's that not? That's offensive. Yeah, I know. It's funny how 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 you can be racist and you can say you know racist slurs. Tommy, Tommy, I'm gonna have to stop you there. Uh, only white people can be racist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that, like if he, like if he said, if you said the equivalent of what he said to you, it all hell would break loose. And like that is correct. That's okay. Well, first of all, I already know you's a Donald Trump supporter. Okay, I could just hear it in your voice, man. You gonna corn fed ass honky, man? You gonna go play some? Uh, gonna go play some polo or something? Polo. So you're saying I like my vocal quality sounds like Kanye West? Isn't he like the biggest Trump supporter? Kanye West, man. Who the hell? I don't even know what that boy been talking about half the time. He might as well be white. You know, his skin is black. But but his mind is white. His in his mind he's a fucking honky. Okay, so so yes. <laughs> so what kind of uh, don't try to avoid the motherfucking question, man. What kind of tacos you be eating, man? Well, uh, we'll get to that. But first, let me say that you are not the only one suing DoorDash, my friend. What what you mean, man? I am also suing DoorDash because man. when I was young, when I was a small child. We would walk up to somebody's door and knock on it and run away, and my friends called it something else, but I called it door dashing, and so I'm suing DoorDash. Man, so first of all, you're trying to not only do making all these ridiculous claims about breakfast tacos, but now you're trying to claim that you're suing DoorDash when I'm suing DoorDash. Man, what the... No, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were suing DoorDash. Did you say you are suing DoorDash? My apologies. Man, this guy's a motherfucking racist, man. So, speaking of racist, um, let's get to my tacos. Damn, man. Okay, so, in my tacos, let's, let's see how you like my taco rankings for breakfast tacos. So, I prefer uh, a flour tortilla with pickled pig's feet man. and chitlins. Oh, man, see, I see what you're doing out there, man. You a motherfucking racist, man. Talk about me. Man, I'm about to give you an education, all right? You're about Unless to get a, it's in Domino's, I don't think that's going to happen, Reggie. Yeah, you, what was that? Ed, 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 I said an education, man. Oh, oh, education. That's what I said, man. Now, first of all, I don't even like pig's feet. All right, they're kind of gross. They're too salty. All right. That's I, racist. I like flaming Hot Cheetos, man. And Diet Dr. Sure. Pepper. A KFC. Well, that's not stereotypic <laughs> at all. That's not stereotypical at all. Hey, man. um, Reggie. Reggie, yeah, do, you, do, you know who, do you know who loves fried chicken? Who? Everybody. Oh, man, see, y'all don't, don't be loving the fried chicken like I'll be loving the fried chicken, all right? You done already made all these ridiculous times, all right? You know what I'm saying? Shit, man, I'm about to tell this confed fucker.
All right, so we got to move on to the next call. So we have, so I guess somewhere in your bio, you were talking about the whole NS, uh, NSNG thing. How, how's that working for you? Uh, it's working pretty good. It's a no sugar, no grain. And the theory behind it is that um, the sugar and all sugar substitutes um, so, sort of have a reaction in your body that um, makes it harder to lose weight and, in fact, sort of keeps the weight on. And also it messes with your um, your different blood levels and all of those other things they test you for, glucose and all that other stuff. Yeah, it's an inflammatory, right, or something? Sure, 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 sure. And so are seeds, all seeds. Um, So it's, you know, it's grains, seeds, sugars. um, And the craziest thing that that I found out doing this on this journey was that um, sugars, natural sugars from fruits and things like that, um, your liver doesn't know the difference between refined sugar and the, you know, sugar from a banana um, or sugar from a potato. And so according to your your endocrine system and your digestive tract, like a, a baked potato, your average baked potato converts to more sugar than a Snickers bar. Damn. It's a good thing I don't like baked potatoes. Well, I do like mashed potatoes, but yeah, mash, I guess baked potatoes can, I don't know. That seems like a lot of potato. I wonder, I wonder if I eat as much mashed potato in one serving as a, a baked potato is. I'd be curious to know that. hundred percent you do. Oh, I don't need to know this. So anyway, we got another caller on the line. I don't know if you know who Moondoggy is. He's a controversial. Everybody knows Moondoggy. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's something about it. Cause I don't know. It doesn't say right here on the screen. We weren't able to. He called in kind of late, but he was saying something about how he's, he's a conspiracy theorist guy, like, until he dies. And he was saying something about the sugar and the grain is how... Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just let him tell you. So go ahead and patch him through, Wayne. You got it. Uh, hi, Moon Doggy. There. Yeah, man. Of course I'm here, man. You always keep me on hold forever, man. Hey, sorry about that. So what? What was it that you wanted to tell Steve? Hey, man. What I got to tell Steve, man, is he, he doesn't know, man. Uh, this whole uh, no sugar, no grain thing—that's what the man wants you to believe, man. You know. The, the, the sugars in the grains, man, that's how you keep the brain waves that they're trying to, that they're trying to transmit to you. Uh, that's how you keep it out, man. Do you not know that, man? Yeah. Um, Mr. Doggy, can I just call you Moon? Moon. No, man. Uh, no, I'm going to. Moon, um, you sound like you drink a lot of Sunny D, and I fear what? that it has, I fear that it has, uh, sort of mess with your brain activity. Are you feeling okay? Hey, man, I'm on the cutting edge, okay, of all kinds of discoveries, man. I just found the Malaysian air, air uh, missing uh, Malaysian uh, flight, okay? Uh, I'm on to some next-level shit, man. I know the third ghost gunman on the grassy knoll, okay? So that's all you need to know, man. Um, and, yes, I, I do like Sunny D, man. Who does I don't really. So you said you're cutting edge. Did, is that what you said, or did you say you cut your lip on the edge of a Sunny D milk jug? I'm on the cutting edge, man. Hey, man. Do you know? Hey, man. Do you think we went to the moon, man? You do, don't you, man? Well, we typically means the person who's talking and the person that person is talking to. So that would be you and me. So no, I don't think we went to the moon, even though your name is Moon Doggy. 
Hey man, I've been much, much further than the moon, man. Do you even know what dimethyltryptamine is, man? I've been another, another universe, man. Another galaxy. Another dimension. That's what I meant, man. Damn. Oh yeah, D- DMT. Yeah, yeah. So, so Moon Doggy, you so you think that the the sugar and you think of not having the sugar in the grain uh, somehow opens him up to be manipulated by the government or something? What What are you even talking about? Yeah, man, it's exactly what it does, man. Have you noticed? Hey, man, you you're a fan of the Tortorich guy, right? Vinny Tortorich. Yeah. yeah. Oh know, yeah, we, we go way back. Yeah, you know he's a Nazi, man. Did you know that, man? No, he didn't. Um. Man. I'm going to say nah. His, he his whole family's Nazis, man. I did not know that. <laughs> his whole family is super poor French Italians who live on the bayou in uh, New Orleans. See, that's what they want you to think, man. They're already getting to you, man. I'll tell you one thing. When you... All right, sorry. I had to cut him off. So we'll take one more caller, and then we'll uh, we'll let you, let you go on about your business. I know you're a busy guy, so... Next, we got Satan on the line, uh, the Dark Lord. Uh, I don't know if you've ever spoke with him. It's I don't know, but uh, on a regular basis. <laughs> okay, well then maybe y'all will, uh, you know, maybe y'all can uh, catch up on old times. So go ahead and go ahead and patch him through, Wayne. I'm already here, dumbass. I'm Satan. Okay, sorry. So what did, what did you have to say to this guy? Yeah, uh, first of all, man, <laughs> you gotta eat sugar, man. Come back to us, please. I mean. What are you doing, man? Yeah, sugar's well, way more fun. First of all, let me interrupt you, uh, Satan. First of all, let me apologize that, um, you know, our, our marriage didn't work out. We were young. It was our first marriage. Um, you know, we, we both kind of grew apart. And so for for whatever it's worth, I, I apologize for my role in, in our relationship not working out. Um yeah. So what was your question? Yeah, you know, uh, I like how you're being a smartass and everything. Uh, first of all, I got a ton of bitches, okay? So I don't I don't really need your, you know, uh, whatever it is you have to offer, okay? But what I'm saying is, um, by, by not having the sugar in the grain, I don't have as much, like, the sugar in the grain, that's a part of me, okay? And if, with, if you're not having the sugar in the grain, then you're not having me in your life. So... Just go ahead and do that, or I'll, uh, I don't know, strike you down and, and uh, torture you and butt-fuck you for the rest of your life. How do you like that? Hey, man, come on. The guy just Can the guy just eat what he wants? No, no, he can't, actually. I'm down here in hell, uh, raping bitches, you know, uh, having the time of my life. Okay, I'm, I'm eating all... All I eat is sugar and grain. Like, seriously. Um, you know, I got syphilis the other day, and... and the sugar in the grain, it, it made it go away. You know? You think I'm bullshitting? I do, actually. Well, I think you're bullshitting. Did you say well, you're raping it... bitches? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Well, that doesn't sound like the hell that I have been told about. That doesn't <laughs> sound like such a bad place. I really thought my behind was going to be in jeopardy if I went to hell. But it sounds like you only rape the ladies. No, so... I do that. I do that, too. I like to change it up. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a man oh. of many. Yeah. So you, you, All right, you should probably add that to your threats next time because, you know, raping bitches doesn't do anything to scare me. Yeah, well, I said uh, I was going to buttfuck you. Did I not say that? Shit. No. <laughs> well, all I'm saying, man, is just take the, the, take the, start eating the sugar and the grain, man. Have me back in your life. You know what's good. And, and, and you know, if you die, if you die, you're going to be down here with me, and that's all we're going to be eating. 
Okay, so you might as well prepare yourself for hell. That's all I'm saying. And how, how should I prepare myself? I'm saying, man, I'm saying you gotta eat the sugar. All right, so that's, that's, I'm done with that guy. He's always talking shit. But anyway, uh, I guess uh, we're getting to the end of the show. Is there anything else you wanted to plug before we, before we sign off? Yeah. What's that? Uh, for all of your, your radio listeners, I'm sure, I think last I heard there was somewhere between 12 and 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, <laughs> I just want to tell everybody who's, uh, you know, within, I don't know, 30 miles of the San Antonio area that I also have a window washing company called Squeaky Clean San Antonio. It's actually called Squeaky Clean Window Washing, but the website is squeakycleansa.com. Sweet. Uh, I mostly do residential windows, but uh, I could be convinced to do some commercial ones from time to time. Awesome. Yeah, so squeakycleansa.com. And then also yes, squeakyclean.sa.com. Yes, sir. So, uh, and the and then the podcast is called Fascination Street. It's great, uh, well produced, and uh, you have a great, great guest list. So, uh, thank you. I'm pretty awesome, and you can find that everywhere where podcasts are available. Also at fascinationstreetpod.com. And uh, if you walk over to your cute little Alexa device and you simply say, Alexa, play the podcast fascination street she will automatically start playing the most recent episode of my show hell yeah that's pretty badass i don't even know if that'll work with this show but uh but yeah thanks for calling in man it was it was awesome talking to you it was absolutely my pleasure oh and before you let me go tommy i just want to say thank you to wayne he is my favorite favorite guy on your show no offense tommy yeah we love you buddy what about me man because i'm black Wait, no, it that's is, not. It is because you're black. It's actually because <laughs> you talk too much. Uh, oh, Wayne shit. is my favorite because he talks just the right amount for a radio talk show. Nice. Cool. Well, we appreciate you listening, man. And uh, once again, thanks for calling in. It was, it was a nice, uh, it, was a, it was a slice, as they say. So on that note, until next time, this is Tommy Shenanigans. Wacky Wave Wallaby.